U-League's trade deadline is fast approaching, and the Rewind helps you get ready starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. Hi, Nate. Hey, Mike. Guess who is number three in Scott Fishbowl right now? You and deservedly so, Nate. That is amazing. Number three with I know you're rolling out Sam Howell, and he's been really balling out for you. You picked up Aiden O'Connell as your second. I I have I didn't play a quarterback this week. You did well, okay. And look, that's a very quarterbacks, man. We got Sam Howell, and that's what we're riding with. That's a it's a great reminder. Your cousin's dead. It's a great reminder that hey, Superflex does not mean quarterback. I understand for the most part. Quarterbacks get you more points, but not always. So, what are you going to do I when Sam Howell's on? That is true. What are you going to do when Sam Howell's on his bye week? I think week fourteen. Uh, we're just going to unfortunately lose that week, which is playoffs. I think so. Um, isn't fifteen, sixteen, seventeen the playoffs? Oh, better be. I think it wasn't my luck because now there's eighteen weeks of the season. Yeah. So, all right, so you can afford to have that week be whatever it is because you know so you're Aiden O'Connell or Zach Wilson. Okay, great. You know you're already in the playoffs. You're good. You can just roll in with, let's do this. Sam Howell fired back up for the playoffs, and then you're going to bring it home for the Dynasty Rewind because right. this is not sniffing the playoffs. This guy, but that's okay. And Scott Fishbowl, you can't trade in your Dynasty Leagues. You can, and that's why we're letting you know what to do before your trade deadline. It is fast approaching, everybody. Say, hey, some leagues, you know what? Trade deadline's open all the time. That's great. A lot of this stuff is still going to apply to you. So let's get into it. Nate, do you have, you know, we're talking strategies, mistakes that we've made, anything, players, buys, sells, whatever. Nate, what do you want to start with today? Yeah, I want to start with a strategy. If you have a trade deadline in your league, that means you're going to lose access to players for a couple months. And, you know, that's obvious. But think about that, you know. If you lose access to players, that means you're missing out on when they're breaking out or when their value is changing. And if if there's a player that you feel confident is going to be breaking out at the end of the season and you don't acquire them now, you're going to have to be paying a higher price later. So the best way to get ahead of that is to go acquire them now. Now, there's obviously a couple of players out there that you know you might have interest in that are willing to you know hopefully break out. But also, I think this is a good time to maybe go after some rookies that haven't broken out yet because everyone wants the rookies to take off right away. Sometimes rookies don't break off until, what, the second half of the season, Mike? Oh, man. You would have thought. Wow. (laughs) Or maybe their sophomore year, their second year in the league. You know, so this is the time, I think, if, if you have a trade deadline to buy low on some of these rookies who haven't hit yet. Now, obviously, it's risky because... I'm going to name some rookies who haven't hit yet. And there's a reason some of these guys haven't hit yet. They're not going to hit. They're unfortunately probably going to just continue to lose value. That's how, that's how this game goes. But a couple of these guys, you can buy low now. You're going to have a turnaround in value. And all of a sudden, maybe you buy a guy like Jonathan Mingo, who's been seeing a ton of snaps for the Carolina Panthers. But 
it's kind of hard to develop when the wide receiver room around you really isn't helping you. I mean, Adam Thielen's been great, but uh, that offense has not been good. But Jonathan Mingo, I mean, he might not work out, but also you buy him right now. He's the wide receiver 80 or something like that in rankings. He just has a decent end to the season, and all of a sudden you have a top 40 wide receiver going into the offseason. That's yeah. how quickly things can change in Dynasty. Um, so some other rookies I think you can go target that you know we're hoping can you know break out maybe this season or just have a better situation going into next season. Um, Bryce Young, guy I'm happy to buy low on. I understand the results haven't looked nearly as good as CJ Stroud uh, so far, and even Will Levis has looked great um, at times, but if you watched him this past weekend, he didn't look nearly as great. He just He's going to have his ebbs and flows as a rookie. But sure. Bryce Young doesn't look like Zach Wilson out there. He doesn't look like uh, – I don't know why Jake Plummer just came into my head. He's a quarterback for Louisville. But uh, not a good quarterback. Bryce Young looks like a good quarterback. Uh, he just looks like a team that isn't helping him out. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy to go acquire him for like a late first. Um, I think there might be some leagues you might be able to get him for two seconds actually. Um, Jonathan Mingo, Demario Douglas, a guy I'm really liking right now. He's starting to break out, so your window is about to close if you have a trade deadline. Trey Palmer, guys, uh, who's made some noise in Tampa Bay. Cedric Tillman, Browns traded away. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Xavier Hutchinson's been getting out on the field for the Texans. He hasn't done much yet, but getting on the field with a quarterback who's young and exploding, always a good thing. At Perry scored a touchdown this past weekend with the Saints, and Charlie Jones. We love Charlie Jones, and we talked about how. You know, he was going to be valuable in the offseason after Tyler Boyd leaves in free agency. I'll talk about that more in a little bit. Uh, so that's a guy you can go acquire, too, because you're going to lose access to him next couple of months. I like it, although I, I will say trying to get Jonathan Mingo just kind of makes you sound like an echo chamber of mediocrity, Nate. Just wanted to throw that out there at you. But I do like all these picks. And, hey, you know what? Maybe another guy that you want to hit on if you want a really cheap guy going into the offseason um, or is just a backup, maybe Mac Jones, you know. Maybe he gets a fresh start somewhere else next maybe, year. Maybe maybe Kenny Pickett. Maybe Matt, Matt Kennedy gets fired. I can only hope. You do realize that Matt Kennedy is going to get fired and then just go to like the Bills or the Patriots or something like that. That's and fine just me. Continue to screw everything up. But um, you know, one mistake that I I've made and I still make is I hold on to players too long because I feel like I can get better value or I just like them a lot and I've burnt been burned a lot of times because I'm greedy and because of my inability, former inability to engage with my league mates. If you've been in leagues with me, I always mute the chat, but some people are a bit too chatty. I understand it's the chat. I don't need your life story in the chat. Okay. Throwing it out there. So if you want responsive league mates, don't be an overbearing league mate. I just told people not to be in leagues with Zach. Great. Um, but look, here's a good example. I have a team where I have both Pat Frymuth and Dallas Goddard, players that we like here at the Dynasty for mm-hmm. especially Pat Frymuth. And I got some really good package offers for them. And I turned them both down because I felt like I could get more, and I really like these guys. I do still believe in these players long-term. This is just an example for you, okay? Yep. Um, what I would have gotten if I moved either of those guys is more – than what they're giving me right now sitting on IR. Not saying I should have moved both, but I should have strongly considered at least one of those packages more. I still have Kate Otten, who's been doing decently enough for me in a fill-in role, but I could have gotten, you know, I know at least one of those, I believe Goddard, there was a first-round draft pick in there. My first-round pick in that league was Quentin Johnston. I could have gotten a better first-round pick. 
So instead, I just kind of shoehorn myself. And I, I feel like that's a league where it's just an eternal rebuild. And there's really, unfortunately, there's not a lot of active people in that league. Mm. Trades just go unanswered. Or, you know, um, I have Miles Sanders in that league. And I tried to get Chuba Hubbard last year as just a handcuff for him. I offered the guy a third. He had nothing, like no picks. And he said Chuba Hubbard was at least worth a first. That time he mm. was not. By the way, speaking of holding on to players too long, uh, a league that I'm in with Pork, it might even be the Rewind Crew League. I offered him to trade him Chig for a third-round pick. It's reasonable. I have an abundance of tight ends. I don't need More it. than reasonable? He turned it down. Wow. And I'm like, I know Chig's your dude. Chig hasn't been that bad. The guy quarterback changed, too. You know what, everyone out there, if you can get Jake for a third, especially to stand in premium, absolutely do it. Yeah, I think you should. Pork. I like. I mean, third round picks are great, but come on. You yeah. Get a, you get an NFL starting tight end who's been productive and has a better quarterback now, so got some upside. And on that roster, he wasn't going to start for me, so he's buried. But um, Nate, what do you have next that you wanted to discuss? Yeah. So next, what I got is. Kind of in the same vein, trading for players who are about to enter free agency. Because once again, we're going to lose access to these players for a couple months. And when your trade opens back up, when your trade deadline is gone and you can trade again after the Super Bowl or whenever it is, football is over. Football is over, Mike. So people, what's next? Free agency. The draft's, of course, coming. But before the draft, there's free agency. So the first thing on everyone's mind is now, well, who's a free agent now? The Senior Bowl, that's what's next for me. The Senior Bowl is next. But people aren't thinking about who's going to be a free agent this offseason right now. No one's thinking about that. They want to win. But when you can trade again, they will be. And that will be the first thing on everyone's mind. So you got to be ahead of the game. Now, unfortunately, this year's class is not stock full of great free agents. It's it's not a great class of free agency for, for fantasy football, unless you're a really big fan of Ryan Tannehill. Um, but we can still go after these guys because situations will change. Those, of course, going to be other things, but let's look at these free agents for next year. So we got Tyler Boyd, who we know has been a very productive uh, wide receiver. You can get Tyler Boyd for cheap, and that's because a lot of people don't like wide receiver threes on teams, even though Tyler Boyd has been very productive. Mike, if you want to bring up his stats right now, you can tell us how productive Tyler Boyd has actually been recently. And I know T. Higgins has missed some time, but Tyler Boyd's a good wide receiver, and we've seen it with Christian Kirk. We went to a different team, got elevated. I don't know if Tyler Boyd can get quite to that level, but give me Tyler Boyd as a wide receiver too on any team. I'm going to be happy picking him up for what I assume you probably can pick him up for like a late second right now, Tyler Boyd. Last week against Houston, eight catches for 117 yards. And the week before that, three for 56. That's 8.6 points. Yeah. And last week is more than that i'm not doing that math but look tyler boyd's the number three in cincinnati that doesn't mean he's going to be the number three somewhere else he could be the number two if tyler boyd was a new york giant he'd be the number one wide receiver off the rip absolutely so tyler boyd's a guy that's going to be a free agent after this year mike evans is going to be a free agent after this year and the buccaneers might want to look a different way so i mean i know mike evans is getting old but he's still uber productive i would love to see him somewhere for the next two years they could be productive uh, Kirk Cousins coming off the injury, but also going to be a free agency. Um, there's also some guys going into free agency. Maybe you should sell before the trade deadline, Mike. And some of those guys, Tony Pollard, I know it's a hard sell right now, but it's not going to get any easier. 
um, unless he takes off. But at this point, you got a trade deadline. You got to make a move now. You know, he's on a one year deal in Dallas. He's coming off that injury and he hasn't looked nearly as explosive as he used to. Uh, the Cowboys do not need him. <laughs> Honestly, like his efficiency, they can go find a different quarterback, uh, running back at this point. Um, so Tony Pollard, a guy I'm looking to sell. Curtis Samuel, I know you love Curtis Samuel, Mike, but I'm a fan. If he's not on the commanders, not sure if I'm as uh, excited about him because they seem to love him there. Or maybe you want you maybe you want to buy Curtis Samuel. If it, Mike, you're probably buying Curtis Samuel, hoping for a new situation. I don't know. Um, maybe he could get re-signed too. I mean, and all my awesome. Dotson shares would be so sad. Oh man, he's starting to worry me. And then Derrick Henry, another uh, pending free agent. Something to keep in mind. I will say this: I was looking up Mike Evans' stats. He has his third highest yards per reception of his career, and I understand that the season's not over. It's at seventeen point one. Right I now, love it. I love love the Baker Mayfield Mike Evans connection. Who knew? Six touchdowns on the season so far. By the way, his career low in a season is three in 2015. How many yards is Mike Evans up to now? 737. So it's oh safe to man, say, we're gonna get another thousand yard season. It's just I, I just I love Mike Evans. I got a Mike Evans signed football somewhere around this house. If Mike Evans is not a first ballot Hall of Famer, then it's rigged. Oh, absolutely. There, there's no other explanation for it. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who just goes out there, does his job, really doesn't complain. Is, I mean, he's got one ring, but. Yeah, but that's also it, not his fault. You know what I mean? It's, it's, not. Not, it's not his fault that, you know, Jameis Winston spent how many years throwing it to the other team? <laughs> he was Josh Allen before Josh Allen was Josh Allen. And Mike Evans went up to uh, Jameis Winston was like, Throw me the ball more. And he's like, no, put on a Broncos jersey. Put on <laughs> James, a Falcons jersey. Jameis Winston was like, you got any more of them crab legs? <laughs> All right, everybody. Hang tight real quick, and we are going to hear a word from our sponsors, and we will be right back. All right, welcome back, everybody. So let's get back into it. I got to scroll and find where I was on the show sheet. So I want to talk to you about a player that I'm buying I didn't say he was a buy low. I'm just saying a player that I'm willing to buy. It's Miami Dolphins wide receiver, Jalen Waddle. So for him, he's having a proverbial down season. If you're listening and not watching, I'm doing air quotes uh, with only 59 catches, 522 yards, and three touchdowns. But look, he's also paired with the number one wide receiver in the NFL and Tyreek Hill. By the way, Tyreek Hill, just insane what he's doing this year. Yeah. Hats off to you. Can't stop, won't stop. He did miss a game this year with a concussion. We've seen what he can do in the past. He's still on pace for over 1,000 yards. I like what Miami's building. If Nick Sirianni was not the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, I would love if it was McDaniel. That would be awesome. I just think he's a great dude. Um, He's a good coach. I like what he's doing down there. Imagine if they get a legitimate tight end too. Yeah, that could be pretty exciting for their offense would be scary. I want a piece of that right now. And I feel like that Waddle is about as affordable as he's going to be, you know, but saying that he's as affordable as he could be, is like saying I bought an Audi, but you buy the cheapest model just because it's cheaper. It doesn't mean it's cheap, cheap. Um, I would try for a solo first. It's not going to happen. Or I would do staggered first. Like I like to do a 24 and a 25 first. I would also consider if I can move on, you know, upgrade from like a T Higgins. You know, I didn't last pod say that I'm willing to buy. I'm using mm-hmm. T Higgins to upgrade here or Devonta Smith guy who still has a bright future, but I just think Jalen Waddle 
might have a bit of a brighter future in store for him than a guy like Devonta Smith does. Uh, Devonta Smith has more, you know, more targets that get hogged by guys like AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard, one healthy. Um, right now, Jalen Waddle only really has, I guess, Raheem Mostert. And I guess, and look, hey, we can't make competition Mostert. <laughs> and of course, Tyreek Hill. Um, so that's a guy that I'm looking to buy. Nate, what else about you? What are you looking to do? This is one that uh, I like as well. You got yeah, to- another trade strategy here at the end of the deadline. Um, you know, I'm going to say the same thing again. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but we're losing access to these players and we got to stay ahead of the game. Injured players. Injured players, when the season ends, their value shoots up and it continues to go up all offseason as you get the training videos. Look, Nick Chubb just finished his ACL repair. So uh, back in September, they fixed his meniscus and his MCL. They just went through and fixed his ACL. You know, I always shout out Jeff Mueller on this show, one of my favorite guys on Twitter for injury analysis. And because he said it sounds like this is a repair, not a reconstruction. Sounds like Nick Chubb could be a full go by week one of next season. And if not, you know, we would definitely expect him to be pretty productive, um, you know, by midseason. He could be a league winner next year. And and people are going to understand that when it gets to July and August. So you got to get ahead of the game now. You can get Nick Chubb right now. Maybe you get it for a third plus, you know, a late second. Certainly, I think you can get Nick Chubb right now. Someone trying to get him off the roster or a player of similar value. Well, Uh, should I bring up the the trade that I did where I moved Nick Chubb a little bit ago? Yeah, what'd you do? Well, keep going. I'll bring it up. I just, you know, hearing this conversation kind of jogged my memory there, and I'll, I'll let you know when I have it. Yeah, so I think this is a great time to go after those injured players. Um, you know, Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, another one. Um, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, possibly, if you just really need a quarterback and you can find someone who's just willing to move off him for super cheap. Um, and I, when I mean super cheap, you know, I, I'm not a big Daniel Jones fan myself, but he's got a big contract. I don't know what that means with the Giants possibly having a big, you know, a, a nice draft pick. I don't know what to think of Daniel Jones. If, if I'm going to buy him, it's going to be for a late second, and that's about it. I did find the trade, and this trade was offered to me. I moved Nick Chubb. Okay, I sent Nick Chubb and Michael Wilson, wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals, and I received Devon Achan. Yeah, that's that was an incredible trade by you, Mike. I, I was not. It was an incredible trade by Corey because he sent it to me. I, I love. And that. I was with you at that time, remember? And you said, "Why have you not accepted that trade?" That's exactly what. And then I immediately <laughs> did. Yep, that one worked out pretty well. I have a question about this strategy before we move on. Yeah. Is this for rebuilding only teams, or would you apply this to any team rebuilding? Yeah, I mean, I think this can be any team, you know, especially like, you know, going after a player like Nick Chubb, um, Kirk Cousins, you know, that, that doesn't really fit a rebuilding um, scenario, True. even uh, J.K. Dobbins. But um, if you're a contending team, maybe this isn't really looking like your year, but you have a good setup for next year is – as well that's when a guy like jk dobbins a guy like nick chubb feel strongly about more with nick chubb because i know what team he's going to be on next year um but nick chubb if you're a contending team next year as well pretty good target because you're going to get the value out of it you know if, if you trade a second round pick which you expect to be late for nick chubb he's going to be in your starting lineup next year you're going to be really happy you move the second round pick for him i like all these guys honestly if you're getting them cheap i have no problem with making those moves right now and hey, sometimes next year's championship is um, started this year. You gotta yep. always keep building, and you know that's why this week's lineup starts on Tuesdays. 
My strategy here is I started setting my lineups Tuesday morning. Talking to the guys here, we all spend way too much time taking a dump before work, right? I'm not just speaking for myself. Use that time to your advantage. You're on sleeper. Maybe you're on flea flicker. I don't know. Maybe you're on MFL. If you are, then your laptop is sitting there over your laptop. (laughs) Because it just doesn't work on your phone. That being said, I don't know why I always used to wait till Thursdays to set my lineups. All I would do is shoot myself in the foot. Week in, week out. Shame on me. Now I set it Tuesday mornings. I see any holes in my lineup right away. I could hit the waiver wire as soon as possible. Or I have time to make some moves before the next week technically begins. Because looking at your phone on Tuesday, um, some leagues are different. Some leagues, like right after the game ends Monday or early Tuesday morning, it flips over to the next week already. Mm -hmm. Or on Tuesdays, sometimes it still says, you know, it'll show that you're still kind of locked into the previous week. Every league is different. I think it goes a lot by how waivers go too, is how it it rolls over on sleeper. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and here's a good example. One league I saw, I had a hole at wide receiver and the waiver wire was bad. And my best option, Zach, was Isaiah Hodgins on (laughs) the bench. So I made a move. KJ Osborne for a third. KJ Osborne from the Minnesota Vikings. And he got me like almost 10 points that week. Now I did win that week and it actually wouldn't have mattered. But it's nice to know that I made that move and, you know, hey, it didn't matter, but it got me more points and points for. And that does matter. For example, I just took uh, an open to suggestion, Nate. I just took over first place because I went crazy in points this last week. You're welcome. I feel like, you know, I made a trade with you last year for the championship. But like you said, sometimes the championship starts the year before. It does. Who knows? And I was not able to move Austin Eckler, and now I'm going to hang on to him out of spite. You will retire on my roster, <laughs> Austin Eckler, as Barker used to call you. Mm. So um, that's going to do it for us, everybody. As always, thank you for tuning in. Good luck on your matchups this weekend, unless you're playing one of us. So for Nate, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time. Just kidding. Good luck. Your favorite Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast has partnered with your favorite and the best fantasy platform in the business, Sleeper. With Sleeper Picks, you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. With Sleeper Picks, you can play Pick'ems, higher and lower, and much more. When you use the code RewindEd, you get access to pregame and in-game NFL, MLB, NBA, and college teams right on your mobile device all on your favorite fantasy sports app anytime. So get your 100% match today by heading to Sleeper Picks in the Sleeper app today and use the code RewindEd for a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. The minimum deposit is $10. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... 
Till next time, everybody. For my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for listening.